Nation. So as I told all of you guys in the debut episode of season two, which featured John Legend, and if you haven't listened to that, I'm going to need you to get on that right away. I told you then that this new season of Jamel Hill is Unbothered, I'm going to start the opening segment with my word of the week and then proceed to tell y'all some shit that I think y'all need to know. All right. So with that being said, the word of the week is phony. I've seen a lot of phoniness, a lot of folks telling on themselves in the last week. In particular, a lot of corporations putting out phony statements, reassuring the public that they stand with black people and stand against racism, including the NFL. Phony. See, a lot of people who weren't down for the struggle, who weren't with the cause, they suddenly on board because that speaks to just how egregious the murder of George Floyd really was and just how bad these last few months have been with not only George Floyd's murder, but the murders of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. Now everybody wants to say Black Lives Matter. Remember how polarizing that phrase was up until now? Remember how people used to dance all around it without ever saying the words Black Lives Matter? But see, keep a receipt and see I'm old enough to remember the NFL ruining Colin Kaepernick's career because he took a knee during the national anthem to protest against the exact same shit that happened to George Floyd Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery I'm old enough to remember the 49ers cutting him I'm old enough to remember how no team brought him in for a workout it's been three years since this man played but suddenly black lives matter right Suddenly the NFL is out there with a raised fist, a dashiki and a pick in its afro. When it was inconveniency, the NFL cowered and let Kaepernick get crucified. That's the part you need to look at. What these companies and businesses do, the ones putting out all these glorious statements and support for black people and black issues. What did they do when it's not so convenient? When social justice isn't a hot buzzword? When the whole nation doesn't agree that what happened to George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery was fucked up? Fuck putting out a statement. Show me your company's organizational chart. Show me how many black people you have in decision-making roles. Let's hear from the black people at your company. Do you have black voices or do you just have black faces? Do you have white folks who champion black people when those black people aren't in the room? Are you paying black women as much as you're paying white men in the same role? Do you have black people stuck in jobs with no possible means of advancement? Fuck a statement. That's the shit that matters. But there was one company who put out a statement that was far and away the best one. Shout out to Ben and Jerry's because they put out basically the letters from a Birmingham jail of corporate statements in support of the movement. Load up on pints of Cherry Garcia or whatever those crazy flavors they have because they certainly deserved it. All right, let me get into today's show. I've had Jay Ellis on the podcast, Natasha Rothwell. Y'all know I mess with Insecure Heavy, but today I have the person who is playing the most polarizing character on Insecure at the moment, Ms. Yvonne Orji. Now, Yvonne is one of the most talented people in the industry. She's fresh off her HBO comedy special, Mama, I Made It, which you can catch on demand or replay if for some reason you didn't get your life and see it over the weekend. We're going to get into Insecure 
and why the fans seem to be turning on her character and talk about what an amazing experience she had filming her comedy special, all that and more. But a reminder or rather something to note is that these are COVID times. So uh, we're dealing with technology here, people. Uh, And sometimes the audio in these Zoom calls is not the best. But trust me, you'll be able to hear everything Yvonne says fine. But just a note in case you hear a slight echo. No biggie. Anyway, up next, Yvonne Orji on Jamel Hill is Unbothered. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Yvonne, what is your day-to-day pandemic life like? What, tell me what's going on, man. Day-to-day pandemic. You know, I get up, I uh, either meditate, praise and worship, write in the journal, um, try to exercise. I've, I've seen a, at least five. I, I got at least five on me um, that I need to need to figure out how to get off. Five pounds, um, for real, dude. Right now, I'm feeling fluffier than a mug right now. Right. I mean, you see, as I got, you know. That's why you got a sweatshirt. This is let me be great. She got on a sweatshirt, y'all. It's, it's like 90 fucking degrees outside in LA right now. Right. You know, you know how some people like wearing tight clothes? Like, they don't like wearing tight stuff to be like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Tight stuff made me know. They're like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, this used to be, this used to be baggy. Why is this tight? Like, no, I, I need all things loose so I can just be free to roam around the building. That's like, right. Ah. <laughs> I do intermittent fasting though. Like I do, like I stop, I stop eating at eight, between eight and nine, and I don't pick it back up till what, 12, one. Sometimes I do like three just to make sure it's all out of my system. You know, that's, that's what's stabilizing me right now, Jamel. That's what's stabilizing me. Um, and then it's writing. Like this has not been a, a chill pandemic. Like I, I, I wrote on Instagram, I'm like, yo, I really envy everybody who says that they're bored right now. Like you just, you got the luxury of boredom. Like you just out here like, like guilt-free watching Netflix like all day, like you reading books, you out here becoming like Michelle Obama, that's what you're doing? You becoming, my nigga, you becoming? Like, oh, uh, no, that's not my testimony. My testimony is like, so when, is, when do y'all want to do that? It's, okay, so, okay, so the comedy show, the trailer, the flyer, let me create my own graphics. Okay, now what's the rollout going to be like? Okay, cool, so when does the shoe go? Like, I'm over here trying to broker deals for when they let outside open again, so... You know, I'm being Nigerian, Jamel. You being Nigerian? Well, maybe I have Nigerian blood in my uh, lineage as well, because that is my reality, because things have doubled and tripled, you know, and I don't know if this is just a particular, if you in the content business kind of, you know, struggle or whatever, but uh, I guess I found a way to combine the Netflix watching because uh, I'm finishing up my memoir. um, And so I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. As I do it, life flex. I'm, you know, because I'm finishing, finishing it up. Memoir. Yes, a little, little polite. Wait, wait. Can I just say, life flex with memoir and the Emmy, like right behind her. I'm like, I you got see me. Roses you see me. And the Oscar goes. So I'm right. Just put this well, you got a, a very lovely candle there in your background. 
no, <laughs> Jamel, I don't need you to bring up my deficits in life, okay? Um, I'm looking for, I'm like, what is a goal around here? My nigga, what is, I need a plaque. May, in my defense, the reason why I have this is because I don't have a cool, like, you got shelves, you got color, you got a decorated room. We are in the process of moving. Me and my husband, we're moving into our first house. And w- another flash. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, you know you what? Know, <laughs> my memoir, my Emmy, and our house. Nigga! Okay, Yvonne Orji signing off. I'm going to go do 10 more things so I can get on Jamel's level, okay? Because <laughs> no. clearly, you, you are unbothered for a reason, and you making me bothered. I'm hot and bothered, okay? I'm not going to pack the Emmy. I left it out so I can have this perpetrating little background to act like I have some furniture that's in this office. That's what I was getting to. You don't, you don't have to. And listen, no, own your blessings. You don't own your, God gave them to you. Accept them. Receive them, black woman. I will. Okay? I will. I will receive that. But that was all unintentional flexing. All right. Unintentional flex. Those are the best guys. Those are the best guys. Oh, yeah. No, me and my belly. It's crazy because, like, I have to take my belly to the dealership because, like, the tires. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the, the tires. I got to go. I got to go to the dealership. Okay. Uh, since we own in blessings, uh, ma'am, uh, let's own the blessing of you dropping your comedy special. Pew, 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 pew. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Mama, I made it. Okay. Right. I mean, clearly not yet. I haven't made it like I thought I did because I. I was feeling good about myself, and then I saw your Emmy, so I guess I'm still making it. <laughs> did I mention I, this Emmy I did with Obama? Did I mention that part? Oh, I didn't mention that part. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, was, I forgot that this was being taken. I was five seconds from closing my computer. I was like, you just going about to see a black screen. <sighs> yeah. But let's know, seriously, though, let's talk about Mama, uh, I Made It. And so what does it feel like that you you got this HBO comedy special? Comedy is something you did before Insecure for people who didn't know. So what does it feel like to be, to get this particular platform to do this? Yo, it feels great, especially because, like, Obama watched it. And he was like, oh, I, <laughs> I, I loved it because, you know, my dad was Kenyan. I don't know if you knew my dad was Kenyan. Okay. And because your 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 parents are Nigerian, like, he was like, yo, I totally relate to the content. I can't wait to do it. First six. of all, you like, actually oh. were up in the White House, all right? Like, <laughs> the whole Insecure cast, don't let it vibe fool you. I know, okay? And the reason I know is because I went the night before. And that's why I know. <laughs> so, let's <laughs> see the mail yo you can't even let me have it you i wasn't gonna let you let be me. great i wasn't gonna let you be great sorry my bad i wore this for you let me be great all right i'm, a, I'm a, for real Stop. you can be great talk about your comedy I, special i think i didn't even know this is gonna happen before i put the special on this is foreshadowing it's like today i just need everybody to let me be my best and jamel at 11 o'clock in the morning is like nah ho that's not mm-mm-mm yeah, no, well, getting back to my HBO comedy special that's also available for streaming on HBO Max. Pow. No, it felt great. It felt great. Like, it's just to, to see the rally. It, it's funny to read the comments like, Molly from Insecure, funny. It's like, nigga, what the heck? Like, it's a character. She's a different person. Like, Yvonne Orji been through a comedy. Like, it's just, it's, and, you know, and, and people take things more personal because, like, Issa, like, retweeted it or whatever, and she was like, go off, Yvonne. And so the comments was like, Oh, oh, so now y'all want to support each other? So now y'all want to use your words? Like, I was like, yo, yo, people is in, in their feelings right now. Like, yeah, I don't know how TV works. No, apparently not. But you saw the semblance of this when it when Lauren Lawrence and Issa were going through that thing on the show. Is that we, you had, yo, you had black people. Y'all had black people divided. It was a civil war among, in the sexes. 
because of y'all. I blame y'all for that shit. Listen, listen hey, but you, your marriage made it. You know, some people did it. You know, there was a, a Lauren Todd and a, you know, Easy T Visa and folks, folks was having Best Buy t-shirts. They was coming out like, yeah, no, we, we got support our man. And then me and Issa, we have the, uh, the Black Panther. Is this your king? Just feeding into it. I mean, they, Lawrence really, I had Jay Ellis on uh, not too long ago. He really had them feeling themselves. I was like, we don't meet, we don't need men to be feeling liberated like that. Y'all got to calm that down. Yeah. Look at them now. And look, where are they now? Right. Where, where, where? I don't hear y'all. Right? The hive is, is they're making B over there. Is this your king sliding up in her DMs? After the fact, that's y'all king, that's y'all boy. After he just got ran in the kitchen by Condola. And also, y'all need to stop with Condola. All the names from Condola, they don't call her Condoleezza Rice. They call her condolences. I said, wow. Show people, man. Y'all are, it's your <laughs> It's your folks. You know what? My roommate, SLU Weathers, she was just like, yo, the, the reality is Black Twitter got time. They they haven't been let outside. In about 50, 11 days, too many hours, umpteen hours. They've been, they've been indoors and they got, they are fresh. They are bored. Yes. Okay. They, they have all the jokes. Now we learn we're going to get a fifth season of Insecure. I mean, congratulations on Insecure, but I don't even know if you know what he's going to make. I'm like, nigga, wait till the end of the season. Y'all don't, wow. Y'all just going to write me off season five? Y'all just going to write me off? They're like, because the way Molly's acting. Wow. Well, I mean, let's let's just get into it because right as of the taping of this, I mean, I think we're three or four episodes into season four. And, um, you know, as we talked about a second ago, you, you guys took Black Twitter on an experience with Lawrence and Issa. And now it's Molly and Issa going through their rough patch in their friendship. What do you think this conflict kind of added uh, to the show? You know, I think it added that realness, right? You know, we all have those friends that we've either lost or we bounced back from in, in terms of it's like, man, we was, whew, we was going through it. And thankfully we used our words and now we're back. But then we have those friendships. It's like, yeah, no, nah, I don't talk to so-and-so no more. No, mm-mm, it just, it didn't work. And I think the reason why people are having such a visceral re- reaction to it is because they remember, they, they know, they, they too have that girlfriend or that, that homie that they're like, no, nah, man, I ain't even mess with Bruce like that no more. What happened? Man, me and Bruce, I just, I mean, I just don't ever with him like that no more. Like, why are you asking questions? It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think, I think in our, in our own ways, we've been, we've been members of this, this particular relationship, either on the Issa side or the Molly side. And it's just like the little things, the little, the little hurts that we never address, the little nuances, the little jabs that you like, you let slide until one day you're like, so what we're not going to do is this no more. And I think because either people have gotten on the other side of that, they see where this is going and they're like, please, y'all don't want to do it. It's kind of like, you know, when you become a parent, I'm not, I'm not a, not a parent either, but I hear this just like, I've been you, I've been 13. You don't want to, please don't do this. Like it's not going to end well for you. And I think they are just trying to keep us from going into like head on collision and Everybody got to learn their lessons. And I think this this friendship has to learn its lesson and go through its own process and see if there's any remedy to it or not. In real life, though, you and Issa seem to have a lot of really good chemistry. Why do you guys connect so much? Because, man, like, Issa's the dopest person in the world. Like, I'm not even on front. Like, she, I like making people laugh. She enjoys laughing. Like, it's just, it's, it's, we're the perfect like yin to yang. Like Issa's very smart and very um, just so community oriented. She's just like 
she wants to see everybody win. Um, but then she's also very awkward. And I'm like, I want to see everybody win, but I'm like, what up, though? And it's just like, okay, so put us together. We're going to have a good time. You know, we're going to have a good time. And um, and it, she's just an easy person to love, to be honest. Like, Issa's an easy person to love. And she'd been knowing me, you know, she found out about me in 2008 when I was literally only doing comedy. I put out a, a thing on YouTube and about the Obamas. Yeah, it was, uh, it was right before he clinched the election, you know, going back to my good friend, uh, I call him President B-Rock. Um, and she... <laughs> So she saw it, and because she's half Senegalese, she was like, oh my gosh, this chick is very funny. She's making kind of fun of the Obamas and Africans, and I get it on this level. And then, you know, Aqua Black Girl came out 2011 when I got to L.A. I, like, soaked it all up, and then we actually met, then I moved to L.A. in 2012, and we were just, like, circling around each other. She would see me hosting. She would come to my early, early comedy shows. And so it was just one of those things of just like, I see you, Black girl. I see you, Black girl. All right, well, you kill it. And girl, you kill it too. And it was just this support when there were no stakes. It was just like, look at people who are like here, as opposed to, you know, when people be like, I want to get to that person up there. It's like, it's too late by the time they get up there. So you better know who's right here with you. And, um, and that was it. And, and she vouched for me. Like, I, I think when I was auditioning for Insecure, I had like one big credit to my name, but I had just put out the trailer for the show First Gen that I was trying to sell at the time. And I've like written it, directed it, you know, edited it. Like it was just like, I was like involved in the process every which way. And she was just like, I mean, God, let's see what she can do. You know, it was like, at that time I had like a, I didn't have an agent, but I had like a manager that like, Hip, I hip pocketed and he like submitted me, but it was like, what the hell is this Yvonne <laughs> You know, like what can she do? And, you know, after five auditions, it was like, y'all see what I can do? No, I, that was not it. I was, I was crying. I was like, please, God, make them see what I can do, please. <laughs> yeah, you've talked about that before, about how it was a very strenuous, stressful process to get to get this role. But the thing about Molly is that Molly is not really like who you you actually are. Um, and she's done things like I'm sh- sure you haven't done or personally experienced. So how were you able to kind of bring her character to life? What, what do you have an inspiration? I have never done Molly, um, like the drug. Uh, so that Coachella episode, I was like, how, how people, how do people act? How? Like, what is, how, like, if I were to be just like, out of my like, and also like, why, like, why, why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> when she said, I don't want to be high no more. I left it. I was like, so you can't control the level of high, like when you want it to stop. Someone was like, somebody told me, they were like, yeah, no, I was high for like eight hours and like, I missed work the next day. I was like, hold on, me. I cannot not have control of my body. Like I just, I just did not understand. I was like, so why is this fun again? I was like, man, I didn't know. I just took too much of a dose. I was like, hey, me, high for eight hours. <laughs> it's not positive. Like I just didn't understand how that works. I, I was definitely being like, okay, information gathering and like, what is the, so what's the sensation? What's the fear? What's the, and you know, that scene where she was like, I don't want to be high no more. I was like, I tapped into like how upset I would be if I was like trying to get work done. <laughs> I don't want to be high no more. I just, I don't. Um, so, you know, it, the things that, and you know, I, I've said this before, like even season one, when I was having my first sex scene with Jared, uh, there was a costumer uh, who was watching, you know, us in one of the takes, and she was like, "Come here." Her name is Miss Da. Mm-hmm. She's she, she's amazing. 
But she was like, baby, baby, you all are offbeat, and I will not have it. I said, Miss Doc, she's like, come to the bathroom. I said, what? <laughs> so Miss Doc took me to the bathroom, and she was like, now this, you got to let the man lead. I, I said, am I about to assume the position right now in this bathroom with this <laughs> black woman? And I sure enough did, and she was like, you got it. Now it'll be great. And I was like, well, thank you so much for this lesson. I didn't know I needed, but... Uh, so it must have been... Um you know, in some ways, you live obviously as yourself, as Yvonne, every day. But it must have been refreshing then for this HBO special to make the turn of where you're going back to Nigeria, interviewing your parents there, and kind of connecting your experience as being born in Nigeria with your life um, as an American. Uh, why did you decide you wanted to connect those two in these in this special? You don't get Yvonne without knowing both sides of the coin, right? Oh, that, that rhyme. You don't get Yvonne without knowing both sides of the coin. Bars. Hey, bars. Bars. <laughs> Cut me a check. <laughs> no, but it was, it's kind of like I am truly Nigeria's daughter. Like, I'm like, you, it was, it'd be one thing if I grew up and was born and raised in America with just Nigerian parents. Like, you still get, like, a, a version of Nigeria in you because once you have Nigerian parents, like, it seeps, it's, it permeates the bloodline. But then, like, actually, like, being born there, living there, and then my dad making us, like, go back there every year for, like, six years, and then finally I started going back on my own. It was like, oh, no, I'm equal parts. Like, I have the luxury of being, like, Americanized and that, like, I can take the dopeness about America and I can experience it fully, but like the way I think and process in the environment that America creates is very Nigerian. Like I, I literally somebody, I was, I, I'll be sitting down to dinner and somebody has a good idea or they say something. I'm like, trademark that. And they're like, well, I'm like, no trademark it. Just own it. Just own it. Like I, because my, Nigerians are, we are business people first. Except like I'm from the Igbo tribe. We listen. We will. There will be a girl, a woman selling bread on this corner, and there'll be a, a chick selling eggs right next to her. Because what you want, want you, what you going to get for breakfast is bread and eggs. And then there'll be somebody selling butter right here. It's like it's a tree. Just so work together. Like, you work eat. together, bro. We we got breakfast on Wall Street Corner. What's you know? We can all eat. So I'm. It's very. It's very ingrained. Like. You know, my my father just being like, you know, I have a plot of land, and then in the back, your brother's land. So it's just. The way I think is very influenced by like my my ancestry, my lineage. But you know, my mom telling me even before I even knew entertainment was a thing, she was a nurse at Howard, which is why I shot the special at, at Howard University. Uh, and I would go to work with her, and she's like, and I would see her talk to like the head of surgery, and she's like, Doctor Cadero, good morning, how are you? Yay! And then I would see her talk to like the janitor, like, how are you? How's your family? And I'm like. This, this doctor seems more important than this janitor. And my mom yoked me up and was like, you don't know if you are entertaining angels without your knowledge, so be nice to everybody. And it was like, oh, okay, great. I didn't, you know, just so those life skills, those like those, those very Nigerian community elements about me. Um, and then also like how our parents motivated us through shame and comparison and <laughs> you're just like through shame and comparison <laughs> the things that build character you know the, you know and then it's like they how they tell you like if you don't get straight a's you're basically not gonna make it in this world and you're like really not gonna make it in the world like ever um and it's just like those are the things that make me not rest during quarantine those are the things that i'm like okay okay so i got eight weeks I got to put this out. I got to do this. I got to finish this chapter. I got, you know, it's like, dang, 
I, I, I kind of wish I knew how to chill, but I have zero chill because I'm Nigerian. And so when it came time to doing the special, I was like, yo, the, my humor comes from <laughs> the pain and the joy of being an immigrant child. And let me show you. Let me go straight to the source. And so did you get a chance to see the, the entire special? So a story about that. <laughs> so HBO, they sent out a screener to me and my producer, uh, um, just as we prepped for this interview, he watched it. And when I went to watch it, I couldn't get on because they know black people like to share passwords. They know how we do. And they were like, no, no. So the way it works is whoever logged on and registered to this particular browser is the only person who can see it. So I, I didn't get a chance to like, but I'm gonna be with the rest of the commoners and enjoy it on June 6th. You gonna be with Jet Pop? Yeah, I am. I'll be, be with, with Jet Pop. I'll be like, y'all, that's good, right? Mm, right. My, meanwhile, my producer gonna be like, he's laughed at all the jokes. He's like, whoa, that special show was funny. Was it? Was it really funny? Yo, yo, your producer is unloyal, okay? He, he, he didn't even share the screen with you. He didn't even, you know, airdrop it. Yeah, he's like, no, no HBO, they, look, they don't allow us to do all that, right? They, they got hit no, together. No, that's, I'm, I'm just saying, y'all should watch it together. Like, hey, let me share my screen with you. We could have been on Zoom together, like, watching and laughing. He could have turned it up extra high. Like, see, this joke was funny. Um, lots more I want you to share. We're going to take a quick break because I definitely want to ask you how your parents felt about being the source of your material because I'm sure there's a funny story there. Um, but we'll talk about that, your book, wow. more with Yvonne Orji when we come back. Uh, so as I mentioned before the break, um, your parents and the way you grew up is a big source of your material in Mama I Made It. What do your parents think about being the source of your comedy? Uh, well, first, my mama saw the trailer and um, proceeded to curse me out in Igbo uh, first. She, she was like, yeah, so this is what they're doing. And they cursed me out of Igbo. And then was like, but it's funny, though. <laughs> At the end, she's like, it's funny, though. <laughs> And I, I showed it to one of my friends who's Nigerian. She's like, ah, do you think that our parents give compliments for free? They're, no, they, compliments cannot be free. They have to cost you something. Like they got to first, like they got to first, like wound you. They got to, they got to, they chook you. They have to, they have to, they have to like hurt your soul a little bit. And then be like, but it, but it was good. It, it would be funny for other people to see Like for other people to see, for you to see. What about other? But so here's the funny part. So my mom like hates that I talk about her. Like this, in her mind, just, she's just like, I don't sound like that. I, do, I never said those things. I said, Ma, listen, you, you about to make me famous, okay? You about to help me get these checks. You better accept what I say about you on this dang on stage. Like, it's like humor for them is not, because it's not, they don't understand humor, because it's like, is this real? Like, like jokes are, you, you take a kernel and you expand it and you, you, you might flabbergast it. You know, you, you, you camouflage it a little bit. My mom is just like, I never said that. I didn't do that. I'm like, no, but the essence of what that was lives on the inside of you. She is one of those people that will like it when other people like it. So my roommate hit her up yesterday and was like, you're the real star of the special. My mom, are you serious? Yeah. You know, I, she was like, you know, you might going to need a, you're going to need an agent after this. And it Esther, so play Esther, are you? I'm sitting, I'm sitting right next to this happening like, what? So the day the trailer drops, my mom and Esther are talking. Here goes my mom. Esther, you have made my day. 
I wanted, I said, Esther's moving out today. She, uh, she get kicked out because she made your day, not me, that had HBO fly all the way across the motherfucking ocean to come to the village to interview you, to put you on Front Street, but Esther made your day. See, this is why we're not gonna make it. <laughs> this, you know, I, I made it, but we're not gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you, I mean, because you, you talk a lot about the fact that you are, you come from an overachieving culture, right? Where anything you're doing is not good enough. So how do you, in your, in your, obviously in your real life, how do you give yourself permission to enjoy your success? Have you figured that part out? Therapy, therapy, that has been the, the struggle in therapy. Uh, I remember when I first started, my, my therapist was like, you know, you gotta give yourself grace. You've done a lot. And I was like, no, I haven't. Have you met me? I'm Nigerian. She was like, yes, you are quite an overzealous people. <laughs> she called y'all overzealous. That's hilarious. She was, like, You're, she was like, you all are quite, uh, yeah, overachieving and overzealous group of individuals. So, you know, it has been a work. It has been work to give my, because I remember she asked me, she said, well, if you put in, if you're constantly putting 120% in and Re- getting the return of maybe 85 to 90, out of, which is out of your control, then why don't you just put in 80? And I said, that's a B, B minus. <laughs> we know you couldn't get those. <laughs> and I think that the, the Corona has really helped to like, help me pump the brakes. I, I'm never not going to go for estimate. Like that trailer you saw, even the special, I'm like, yo, I earned my executive producer hat. Cause I was, I was in the mix. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. And that that right i think I, I blinked too much in that is there a way to and they're like <clears throat> ma'am and it wasn't that i was trying to get it perfect it was just like this is a big deal to me this is like my baby like this is the first thing most people will see outside of insecure that's mine and i'm like no and then also people are getting introduced to the fact that i'm a comedian i'm like i i don't I don't, you know how sometimes when people become actors and it's like, yeah, I've always wanted to try comedy and then they, they do comedy off the strength of like, but I'm this character on this show. And I'm like, that's not me. That's, that's no shade to anybody, but I'm like, yo, I've been doing this. Like, this is, this is, your this roots. is my craft. Like, yeah. This is my roots. And I'm like, I want, I want the, the respect that I've earned and I believe I deserve. And so it's just like, I want to make sure that this is the best representation of me as a comic. And so you know, I definitely had, a ha- I mean, but it, I'm also very detail oriented, you know, like I made sure to rep, you know, I, I made sure that I was like, no, we're going to do this in the DMV because I want that. I want to go home there too. And I, I remember when I took a trip to Nigeria and I, I saw this beautiful architecture and I was like, this will inspire the stage. So they built that stage based off something I saw in Nigeria. I made sure to wear like a different Nigerian artist out attire throughout the entire special so it was just like just the details of that and it's like my mind just thinks in such a way that I, I i don't know this was the first time i would say jamel that i truly felt like i did it i can appreciate my effort because i know my input and i know that i gave it my all so like it was you know in a lot of things i'm not I'm not there yet when I'm like, I didn't do that. You watching Insecure? Like, I watched the episodes before the, like, it premieres. I'm like, how can I be better? Did I do that okay? It's like I'm watching game tape. You know, it's like Jordan, like, okay, I should, I, you know, that I, I missed three, three three-quarters in the first quarter. I, that, that can't happen again. Like, I'm watching it, trying to be like, not just like taking it in, like, oh, you did that. It's more like, hmm, were you believable? 
could you have done better? And and the answer may be no, like you did a great job, but I'm that's not that's not normally my first instinct. So with this special, I think I gave I poured so much into it that by the time like the trailer got out into the world, by the time we got the finished product, I definitely was like, I stand by it. It's blue magic. I guarantee it. You know, but I'm still working on it. Well, does that translate at all? Because um, another topic you broach in this special life, is to your dating life, like has has dating changed a lot for you because of your success? Um, you know, what has changed in terms of dating is refining the, my desires, right? It's like, I'm not one of those people that's like, man, now that I'm successful, like, I wonder if that's going to scare some people off. I'm like, well, then they weren't the right ones. You know what I mean? Like for me, I'm like, I'm not going to stop this. Matter of fact, if you think this is me being successful, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Like, woo, you better, you in, <laughs> you, you are in for a treat. Um, and so for me, I'm more like, here are qualities that I desire. Um, so, I, you know, refining what that list looks like. And for me, I'm just like, bro, first of all, if you are not in therapy, me, you cannot hang. Because I can't be out here, you know, making sure that I'm becoming the best version of myself and you over there, like, not... <laughs> Well, they have to be or open to going. They don't have to already be in it, or do they have to be open to going? Man, I need I need you to process some things because I, you know, like process some things. Like at least at least know what your things are because there's you can be with some people and you're like you ambivalent to the things that that are that need require work. Like nobody ever told you like this thing. Oh, I don't want to be the first person. Like you know, I mean, your your relationships are a mirror, so they do reveal things out of you. So I. You're, when, in every relationship, someone's going to pull out some things that you're like, I didn't even I didn't even work on that. I was busy working on this. But at least you were working on something. <laughs> and, and so for me, that's important because it's just like, what are we doing if we're not growing, right? So that, that's a big thing. And then also somebody who isn't intimidated, uh, you know, that, that appreciates, that can see me shining and be like, well, I know I'm a star too. So the, the both of us together, we should shine bright like a diamond. You know what I mean? Like for me, I, I want a partner in purpose. Like this is not just like I'm 36 and trying to just smash and, you know, get married real quick. No, I'm trying to stay married. <laughs> so and stay happy. Now, did it did it change your dating life when you went public a few years ago and talked about the fact you were a, a virgin? Did that bring some complications to your life <laughs> no because i've been a virgin for a while like you said like for, for a while for, this is not new to me it might be new to y'all <laughs> i was like no because i've been that, i've been that way for a little bit now uh no so it didn't it didn't change anything i think if anything it may have like whittled out like, i mean i had a whole ted talk where i talked about it yep. you know and so i watched it it was very good oh thank you and I think, and I think if you approach it that way, like, it's not just about like this physical thing that like we're trying to do. It's like, no, like it's this heartfelt thing. It's this emotional thing. Like let's have this connection before we have this connection, because it's going to be good when, it, when we get there, trust and believe. But before we get there, like, what, what do we actually have? Like, again, like in this pandemic, I think more than anything, being able to be stuck in a house for eight weeks with somebody, I hope you like them. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't having sex all the time. <laughs> Matter of fact, and if you don't like them, you ain't having sex at all. Like, it's just, it's, you know, so it's, it's more, it's like, do I, do I like you? Do we compliment each other? Are we in the middle of this thinking how we can rise together when we come out of this? Are we 
are we sustaining? Are you praying for me? Are we covering each other? Like, it's just like, those are the things that I'm like, that's what I want. Like, I don't care. You say, you gotta look good. You know, work out. Cause you know, I want that pop, 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 pop. You know, I'm, I'm gonna get my five pounds off. Don't, you know, I know I started just talking about somebody, I might have a little layer, but you worry about my five pounds. They're coming up, okay? But I want you to have a, the eight pack, the 10th, whatever, however many packs. Mm, okay. All right. You know that? I want to be able to do some laundry on that sucker. Like, hey, hi, how you doing? <laughs> Let me get this thing off. Um, but you know, but I, the, the things that, that really move and motivate me is, can you handle my heart? Before I get you out of here, I'm going to play a little game with you that I play with all the guests on Jamel Hill is Unbothered. It's called This or That. So I'm giving you two choices. All right. You got to pick. And they tough. So just telling you. But you still got to pick. All right. So first one. Coming out the gate with a heater. Chris Rock or Eddie Murphy? Nick. <laughs> what? Why would you do this? Like, wait. Eddie Delirious Eddie? Or like, <laughs> like you're saying. You're like, wait, which Eddie? Like, which Eddie? You're like, Big Luther or Little Luther? Jerry Curl Luther or... I'm a, I'm a, you know Rock Rock put me on when he didn't have to. I'm gonna go with Rock. All right, I figured you'd probably say that. <laughs> uh, loving basketball or bring it on. LMB all day. I'm a ball player, son. I'm a ball player. But shout out to the Clovers. You, you nailed yeah. the Monica Wright costume, but you did them both. So I, uh, you know, I wanted to see which one. Um, two brothers pizza in New York. I know that's your spot, right? Or chicken with mambo sauce in DC. Oh. Uh- I got a hometown hero this joint. You know, they ain't nothing like mambo sauce and chicken. Beyonce or Rihanna? You know, this is, this my, my goodness, this is a tough one. And here's why. Their careers are so different. Like, in such a, in such a beautiful way. I, I, was thinking, I was like, man, Rihanna made millions with cosmetic and lingerie. We may never see a new album. Like, <laughs> it may never happen. I low-key want the Rihanna regime right now in terms of just like, not that she don't work hard. Rihanna works hard. But to be able to be like, let me put out this Fenty line. Let me put out the Savage Fenty line. Let me go be with this rich uh, emperor and uh, enjoy my life. Like, what? Like, Auntie, <laughs> yes, Cause I like I secretly want to be a lazy girl. Cause you met Rihanna, correct? I met her. She was backstage at the Chris Rock concert when I did Madison Square. Yeah, she and, and she was like, "I love you." I was like, "Girl, stop playing!" Like I was like, "You, you who who knows who?" It's just like, "I love you." I, lo- I don't I don't know what accent that is, but it was just one of those like, <laughs> "You're beautiful." But me and Lovey talk about this all the time, like how secretly. Like, we want to be lazy. Like, we want to just, like, sit, luxuriate in the millions we have made without making new millions. Like, just let our millions make millions for us. Like, that is the dream. That is definitely the dream. Between the two of them, Beyonce and Rihanna, I love them both dearly. But if you said, which one would you hang out with for one night? I'm going to pick Rihanna because I'm going to wind up in a ditch. So I just like, yes, I'm picking Rihanna. We're, I've never done Molly. It might happen with Rihanna. I don't know. <laughs> and you would be okay with that. And I would be it. fine with you, that. I would be fine with however long I was high. That was okay. I mean, there is something to the power of Beyonce. Like, you know, before I do the Super Bowl, let me drop this song at 8 p.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time and know that by the time by the time I perform tomorrow, everybody will know the lyrics. There is something to that. Like, that's a tough one. I think 
after the special and just know how, how tired I am in this moment, again, not saying Rihanna don't work hard because she really works hard, but the enjoyment that she is having to just be like, let my, let my legacy start now. I would love that. So you pick a Rihanna. And I love that she cusses people out every time you ask that people ask about new music. She'll be like, new music these. I'm like, oh, oh, I stand. I stand. Yes. However, but Beyonce, Beyonce, just know, I want to kick it with you too, girl. Like, same, I, same. No. <laughs> um, all right. Final question. Molly or Issa? Keep it real. Who's right? <laughs> oh, no. You messing up my checks. No. We are never going to get to meet Rihanna's legacy if you ask me these bothered some question no i i'm bothered uh no i i you know i appreciate the hbo family <laughs> for the opportunity that i have been given uh watch my hbo special june 6th you gonna do that to my us. book you gonna do that to the people bamboozled by jesus how god tricked me into the life of my dreams dropping next year jamel hill has been a blessing. <laughs> it's okay i'll go i understand yeah, rent must be paid. Checks need to be cut. Rent, rent, mortgage. mortgage. You're right. Mortgage. That's right. You you leveled up. Mortgages need to be paid. Um, the Emmys, need to, Emmys need to be won. Emmys need okay. to be won. All of that. Um, well, look, I, I got to let you go. I appreciate you being here. And uh, you listed off all the things. Vacation Friends, right? That's a movie Vacation you're in Friends, with yeah. Lil Rel, John Cena. Lil Rel. Um, and a sci-fi movie, too, as well. You have a yes, yes, yes. That's that's we don't we we shot the home as an independent movie, so we're we're hoping to see when it when it comes out. Okay, so you but book blessed and busy, as they like to say, and, and highly favored, and highly okay, favored. Most, and uh, and I need to talk to your producer to see how he actually really liked my comedy special. Since <laughs> <laughs> yes, ask him; he can give you all the takes. I unfortunately didn't have one because that's how they do me on my own show. That's the way it works sometimes when you're the boss. <laughs> That's right. That's how. Like, but you, but you don't have this link though. But you don't have this link. You don't have the screen. I was like, yep, they right. Uh, anyway, thank you, Yvonne. Uh, we'll be watching. So uh, a lot of us. I can't wait to see your stand up. Clearly, the rest of uh, Insecure is going to be fire. Congrats on the fifth season and everything else that you're working on and doing. Um, Yvonne's getting out of here though. I'm still sticking around because y'all know what's coming up next. Final segment. Fucking, I'm bothered. So I thought for sure that when it came to the worst commentary by a professional athlete on everything happening right now, nobody would beat Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods put out the most all lives matter American flag in the avatar khaki pants ass statement about the recent protests. Hey, Tiger, nobody was looking for you to talk. We would have been just fine if you didn't contribute. We didn't need you to expose yourself in just the awful way that you did. I don't want to read the statement. If you're that curious, go find it. He tweeted it out like he was really proud of it. But then after Tiger's statement, Drew Brees said, you know what, Tiger? Hold my natty light. Here's what Drew Brees had to say when asked about the possibility that because of the unrest across the nation, some NFL players may take a knee during the anthem, assuming we see NFL games this fall. Here he is. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, 
both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. Now, one of the more infuriating things is seeing how patriotism has been completely co-opted by white folks. They made patriotism synonymous with whiteness. Now, Drew Brees' privilege came ready to party and stand for just a moment, considering the experiences of black folks in this country, including some of his black teammates on the Saints. He decided to give his Ancestry.com about how his people valiantly served this country and why he's so emotional about the flag. Whenever Super Patriot enters the argument, what never comes up is the price black people have had to pay under the same flag. We built this country for one. And even though at multiple points in history, we were excluded from serving our country, we still fought for this place anyway. Even though we've been enslaved, denied equality and treated like filth, we still fought for the right to fight alongside people who hated us with no promise of ever gaining the full rights that a white man enjoys. Is that not a patriot? Shit, isn't that better than being a patriot? Loving a country that deeply? Here's something else that Drew Brees probably didn't know. The GI Bill, which was created in 1944 to help World War II veterans purchase homes with low interest mortgages and cover their tuition with grants, that bill was denied to black soldiers. This bill wound up excluding 1.2 million black soldiers from these benefits, meaning they were unable to buy homes and attend college. Meanwhile, white soldiers were buying homes and going off to college, and that racism led to one of the largest transfers of wealth we've ever seen. If you're wondering why in 2020, black home ownership is so low and white home ownership remains so high, it's because our grandfathers weren't able to purchase homes that they then could have passed down to their children and on down the line. It helped eliminate generational wealth for black people. That's the power of racism. So Drew Brees, you can keep that rah-rah G.I. Joe ass lecturing about patriotism and the flag because you know what a real patriot is. Somebody who is willing to fight for a country and die for a country that doesn't even treat them like a full citizen. And oh, by the way, the protest was not about the fucking flag. Stay unbothered. Jamel Hill is Unbothered is produced by Spotify and Unbothered Inc. From Unbothered Inc., Ashley Van Horn is our head of talent and Evan Dick is our executive producer. From Spotify, executive producer is Erica Clark and project manager is Jessica Dow. Our theme music is provided by Corey Greenleaf and Ben Darwish. You can find more from me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamel Hill. <laughs>